Hello and welcome to the Manchester Green New Deal Christmas Special. I'm Adam Williams and I'm here with the full Green New Deal team, Lucy Burke, Andrew Glassford and Alex King. To look back on the year we have had and to chat about some of our personal highlights. Lovely to see you all, guys. You well? Yes. Yeah, very well. Thank you. It's incredibly jolly. Just... What's that, jolly? Yeah, incredibly. Incredibly jolly. He sounds it. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Yeah, good, okay, guys. Good. Man. good. <laughs> so it's been almost a year since we began the podcast, the first show airing in March, with our first guest and great friend Angela Brown talking about Labour Conference and the passing of the Socialist Green New Deal. But first of all, how long ago does that feel now? Yeah, it feels like another world, doesn't it? Ago. Yeah. So that so that, that that first podcast was recorded recorded in my loft where I am now, uh, and there was like five of us cramped up here, which. Considering how the rest of the year turned out, feels like it was a terrible idea at the time. <laughs> um, but no, it was beautiful. Like I'd I'd been doing podcasts for uh, like you know a couple of years now and doing various ones by myself that were a bit lonely. So having like a team of people to work with, it's been amazing. It's been really cool to do this. Um, and yeah, Angela was a great. You threw stuff at her and she just cracked it right back at you. And yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Angela's a good friend of mine, and um, she she seemed like the perfect first guest. Uh, but I remember me and Alex um, going to the studio, Andrew's studio in his loft, thinking, yeah, this is brilliant doing this week in, week out. And then obviously, <laughs> that's the only time we did it because of bloody COVID. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a great first episode. Yeah, man. And and then second episode, we had the one and only Lucy Burke, who Difficult then came, became guest. the host. <laughs> I was that, Lucy? I was that transition I've really loved doing the hosting. I've I've loved it. I, I would say one of the highlights of this year has been working with you lot. Oh, like genuinely, oh, it's, it's oh. just been brilliant, and it's been a really positive thing in a really um, a kind of strange. I mean, really strange year, isn't it? It's like there's nothing to compare this year with ever. And um, you know, obviously, I'd tried to get elected <laughs> to be an MP and not done that. Um, the year had started with my son being really, really ill. And so actually working with you and actually getting to talk to really interesting people yeah. about something that I really care about has, has just been a real joy. And I'm really grateful that you invited me um, to be Not a host. Yeah, and I can't actually remember the first episode you did. Was it? Was you covering me? or What was the first episode that you did, Lucy? I think the first episode I did was um, John T. Leibovitz. Was it? I think so. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, and and that was brilliant. And 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 he was so his kind of passion for what he was doing really shone shone through. It was really engaging. So yeah, it was a really good start. Yeah. Uh, and he's now in shadow cabinet. So you know, um, it all started here for our John T. And and now he's he's our guy on the inside. He's uh, yeah. very encouraging. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Lucy, what's more stressful, running to be an MP or having to come up with a shout-out every episode that you're on this podcast? <laughs> Definitely the <What>? shout-out. <laughs> she's thinking. No, she's not thinking. really. Of course not. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, realistically, no, running to be an MP. <laughs> and you know what, Lucy, as well, when I was looking back at the, the shows and I was having to think about some of my own personal highlights... Um, you know, genuinely hand on heart, it was there was some that stood out there. And you, you, you as a guest talking about disability rights and climate justice 
was certainly one that was a highlight for me. Um, and the reason that was was simply because it put me in a place and it gave me a perspective that I hadn't been or thought of before. And I, I love that. I love that about guests that put me there. Um, so I thought your your episode was was fantastic. And we got some great feedback from that as well. Uh, very oh. much like um, Maeve Cohen's as well, when she was talking about care work and the feminist GND. Um, again, it, I, I never really thought about that. So those two in particular, because it, again, it put me in a place and made me think differently. Uh, two big standouts there. So um, yeah, and like I said, we had loads of great feedback from your episode. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Um, Maeve for me was really, was really great. I think suddenly thinking, yeah, we ought to be talking about care. You know, we ought to make exactly. care yeah, a central totally. feature. Oh, yeah. I, I think just having someone say it and articulate it in that way um, is, is really important because the ways in which people think about what a green economy might be about or, or the kinds of skills that people need. And I think to to really recognise and value care as something that's important is, 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 is something that, you, you know really needs to be taken seriously. That episode in particular has kind of rang true for a lot of people because even our guest this week, uh, Leon Seely Huggins, brought it up. You know, he's listened to the podcast and heard that and went, oh, yeah, of course, we're going to be talking about this as well in the context of his ideas around climate justice. So I think if our podcast can do anything, if we can just network these people together and, you know, make our politics more detailed and interesting, then I think we've had a win. Uh, no matter what various... COVID-25 comes <laughs> next year or, you know, if the yeah. planet burns down. Definitely, yeah. Alex, have you got any highlights from uh, looking when looking back this year? And again, this is thanks to Lucy. I think this is David White, uh, one of your mm. good friends, was a highlight for me. I thought he had a really important contribution to make on our discussions of the climate emergency. He, We talked about his book, Ecocide, and the ways in which corporations have ecocidal tendencies and in that sense he really grounded environmentalism in a critique of capitalism which I don't think is an obvious thing for for a lot of people it's not so obvious that capitalism and climate change are connected and we just touched on loads of really interesting topics things like trade unionism and hit the history of ecocide and how corporations kind of tend towards it yeah no I think I think he was really in, interesting in sort of just tracing that history and, and thinking about the sort of structural features of, 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 of the way that they operate in relationship to the, um, the environment. I thought all of that was, was massively important. And yeah, I thought he was a great guest. I, I also loved talking to Julia Steinberger. I've got to say, I thought that yeah, episode that was, was another one really, I had lined up. really, yeah, sorry. <laughs> take yours, yours away no, but I, she, I thought she was fantastic <laughs> well, it's your guest the way that she she was so clear about where we you know actually just facing reality to some degree like understanding that you you know we're in this we're in this really awful situation realistically and and we we have the opportunity to if we act now to come away and 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 still have a, a you know a reasonable way of life you know but we can't we can't pretend you know that we we're, we're going to sort of we're we're going to magic it all away or that there are any really sort of easy yeah. answers there are going to be yeah. sort of difficult choices people have to make and i thought 
I thought she said it, you know, kind of her contribution was was really, really interesting and and, and important. Yeah, and it was, it was she was such a high caliber guest as well. I remember ads. I think you said just after we recorded, we were relaying to Andrew how it went. And obviously we prepare a list of questions to ask each guest. And you just said to Andrew, we prepared all these questions and within about five minutes, she had answered yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah. And that was, she, she really on just a, got through so answer. much. Yeah. yeah. When I when I was editing that, like I kind of looked at the audio files and there's just a little chunk at the start that adds introduction and then like 25 minutes of just Julia talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, just hear, hearing, your, hearing like Ad's mic going, fucking hell, like. Just like quite quietly to himself. <laughs> Our minds frying slowly. Yeah. Yeah. She's got so much great things to say, hasn't she? I tell you, one guest that surprised me, um, and again, he's someone that I I sort of think about a lot, and it's uh, Oliver Bullo, and that idea that you know this offshore living, um, and you're hearing it more and more. It's sort of like it, it permeates into lots of different types of politics now. But the this this idea that there's so much untaxed wealth offshore um that could literally fund the most lavish of lavish ideas of any green new deal anybody ever drink, dreamed up you know and we're here sort of fighting for the scraps yeah you know of taxation uh, when he's all this wealth and that that really hit home for that for, for me that and it's something i actually want to bring up because um with, with leon our last guest i think he would be interested in that as well but that's something that not a lot of people sort of think about this idea that the money is there you know there's this thing in america where the right often say well how are you going to pay for it you know how are you going to pay for this how are you going to pay for that and you know when you peel back the layers um and the legal loopholes yeah the amount of wealth that is just dripping in these offshore accounts um, is scandalous. And I personally think we should focus more and do more about claiming some of that back so we really can give this a good go. And it's, it's like you say, Ed, you know, like there's so much money offshore. Um, and like it, it's kind of built in institutionally to a lot of countries as well that, you know, oh, well, like the the ama- amount of uh, property that's owned by Russian oligarchs in London or whatever you know if, if we taxed even like ten percent of it you know we could like roll out full speedboat socialism to everyone yeah like in the Western <laughs> Hemisphere yeah exactly a uh, yacht for everyone <laughs> a yacht for everybody um, might be a, a re- issues with the resources with that but you know we could, uh, yeah. <laughs> we could publicly owned publicly owned infrastructure <laughs> for, for everyone yeah the thing that I take away from this actually. If anyone wants to start a podcast, you can literally ask anyone to come on it and they might say yes. Like, <laughs> I asked Oliver Buller because I read his book Moneyland and he got back to me in a week and went, yeah, when, when can we do it? You know, we had awful internet during that time and we struggled to kind of get him. We had to, we had to run around his house on Zoom in various places trying to find a position to get, you know, good Wi-Fi. But he came on the podcast. Grace Blakesley came on the podcast because we just asked her via Twitter yeah. and she said, yeah. And, you know, really engaging guest, Grace. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Grace and uh, Adrian, you know, th- those are two guests in particular that, that everybody wants on the show at the moment. Could have easily said no. Uh, came on, really engaging, dead relaxed. We all, It was great, great shows, I want you, Andrew. Yeah, really good, man. Um, and my my two favourite episodes, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to break it down, the episode we did with Guido uh, Gigenti from uh, the Sunrise Movement in the US, yeah. who... 
for honest, those guys absolutely fucking smashed it <laughs> this year. <Yeah. laughs> like, you know, they, they, they may not have got Bernie in power, but you know, they got rid of Trump and you know they're a lot of progressives voting in as well. Yeah, you know, they got Corey Bush in, yeah. they got Jim L. Bowman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Sunrise Movement were also backing uh, Deb Haaland to be the Secretary of the Interior, and she's going to be that, which is great. She's one of the first oh, uh, first First Nations uh, Native American people to have that role, which is fantastic. You know, having someone who's lived that life and have seen their lands ripped away from them, like historically, yeah. is going to be in charge of that. It's fantastic. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, game changer. Yeah. And just the way that uh, Guido kind of talked about writing campaigns and talking about marketing and advertising and getting your message across. The, the quote of the episode is that he likes to kind of imagine it like he's designing a video game and how people will interact with that and where they will kind of go on this trail for the point they're trying to make. And it's such a good analogy, I think, because sometimes you can just write something and thinking that's the thing that I think, as opposed to writing it in a way which takes someone on a journey so they can get to the point that you need them to be at. You know, you're meeting people where they are and you've got to bring them to you. So I think that kind of mentality is really good. Yeah, and then the second one is when we did about climate education, which is way back in April. This is like our fourth episode or something. With Lydia. Um, with Lydia, yeah. Oh, we love Lydia. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mainly because... She'll be pleased with that, Angie. Oh, great. Um, because it's also had my girlfriend, but now fiancé, on the did, episode. yeah. Um, Although we didn't really yeah. say what it was because we were a bit worried about like people finding out that a teacher said something bad about teaching, but I'm sure it's oh. fine now. But yeah, just knowing that there wasn't that much about climate change in the curriculum and kind of expanding out, you know, the stuff that you see is like day-to-day knowledge and facts that everyone knows and actually realizing that that probably came from either A, you having a teacher that cared about that and taught you it, or B, you finding out yourself and that it's not baked into the system. And that's something else we have to fight for. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I sent that episode to my uh, kids' school, you know. Oh, yeah. And the deputy head got in touch with Lydia. And they've got some plan. Then COVID buddy hit. But, yeah, they have got plans. Oh, fantastic. To, uh, yeah, yeah. So I recommend anybody to uh, to take that episode and perhaps pass that to their school. Um, just, just because of the content and, you know, and this idea of joined up learning. There's no climate lesson everything's climate you know what i mean everything's yeah, yeah. connected so um yeah so hopefully fingers crossed uh, there'll be a relationship there so yeah brilliant but i also there's one there that i'd say most people in my personal life got back to me and said they enjoyed the most and that was with uh, joshua styles who was someone who i accidentally found on youtube uh, the algorithm worked for once um, and i was actually interested in the video that they that they supplied and i thought joshua was was amazing i think he's a superstar but my god he's a superstar in in a in a field of work that is going to be so essential if we're going to get out of this mess and i just find him so engaging so lovable you know botany is not the most exciting on the surface of topics but my god he's doing his best to make it so and you know what as well he's so engaging when, when you actually realize what what being a botanist is and how it's on the forefront of climate breakdown it is actually fascinating you know it is actually like you say the front lines of climate breakdown and the things he has done the species he's protected the species he's reintroduced unbelievable kid and yeah i hope i hope very much that we're gonna get him on again in the future and i'm really pleased actually that i introduced him to a lot of people in our audience that wouldn't have known about him 
I thought one of the most interesting things he said, and I think we put this on the soundbite, was about rewilding woodlands and have, employing a bottom-up approach, so starting with the soil and working up. And yeah. it was a really, really interesting like counterpoint to the George Monbiot take on rewilding, which is that you start with the apex and work your way down. And, you know, without being an expert in this at all, I know nothing about botany, it was just so informative like there's so much going on in that area that you just haven't really thought about at all yeah but and also yeah and also that idea of you know planting trees for trees sake you know you've mm. got to think about monocultures you've got to think about where you're planting obviously people are planting and in, in peat bogs which is outrageous you know and he's highlighted that and we've supported him in that campaign um so it is that it's that attention to detail there is no shortcuts in 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 this battle you know, and I really think he showed that, especially with the tree planting, you know, unfortunately, there's no breaks given, there's no shortcuts, everything has to be done correctly. Um, and I really think that message um, was a powerful one from Joshua, definitely. With that, what what do you guys want for the podcast over the next 12 months? Where do you want us to be? What are we, what are we doing? Who do you want on the show? Who are your, kind of, who are your dream guests on the show? I want to see ads take on Graham Stringer. <laughs> oh that, that no that'd be easy mate give me you know give me give me a battle mate come on graham stringer my god who's graham um, stringer <laughs> graham stringer is blakely's mp uh, who's right. a climate change denier which in my opinion should be getting you chucked out of the labor party um yeah but yeah, <laughs> yeah you're throwing you throw, you throw that in there alex i wasn't expecting that one but uh, yeah bring it on mate <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Lucy knows some of his people that know his people. Like you know, there must be somewhere in the grapevine that can. Get He'd us never into- come on. <laughs> He'd never come on in a million years, yeah. mate. I think it would be interesting to talk to Ed Miliband. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we've attempted, I think, but you know, he's he's in the pipeline. Like we can't have him too early in the podcast because otherwise, you know, yeah. you, you peak. You, you peak at like the political zenith of a Green New Deal in the first year, and it's just where do you go from there? You know. Then it's him, then you've got oh, Bernie Oh, Clive on. Lewis as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could, yeah, Bernie, we could get out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Get Bernie yeah. on the blower. Um, I love to talk to Maria Matsukato, who isn't really a, doesn't do much on climate, but does care about capitalism and innovation. And I think we have a really interesting conversation about how, you know, we need better, uh, like, innovation and technology use in the world to kind of battle climate change as well. And that kind of involves talking about like four day work weeks and the whole other side of like the Green New Deal, which isn't solely climate based. I'd love to get her on. Yeah, she's fantastic. She is. Mm. A lot of stuff to say about how we think of value as well. Yeah. And um, how we evaluate private versus public sector. And I guess that would probably circle back on our discussions about care, adult social care, and mm. how we reevaluate the value of those key workers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, it would be quite interesting then to get sort of Cernicek and Williams on or anybody sort of thinking about, the, you know, automation and, and the future of work as well. I think that's a really interesting kind of topic that goes alongside oh, um, any uh, response yeah. to the climate emergency. Um, and we ought to yeah. start, we ought to be thinking about that, I, I think, and, and about how we, how we, um, interact with technology in a way that is sustainable and that allows people to flourish 
Because exactly. I mean, I think that's that's the other thing. It's like what what you know what matters to us and what matters about being a human. And I'm, and the one thing I would say about COVID is is that it makes you reconsider sort of mass consumerism and that kind of push to consume all the time. I think people have probably taken a step back from that, and and again, probably thought about work in new ways. And so, there is potentially, you know, an opportunity to start to have conversations you couldn't have imagined having before because they seem so um, outside of people's experiences. But you know, we've just we're just living through the strangest set of experiences ever. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd quite like to see them them on. How about you, Alex? One person who keeps cropping up on my radar is a, is a journalist, and I think we've given her a shout-out recently, uh, Sophie Yeo. She's a freelance environmental journalist. She's done a piece on the Saddleworth Moor, which is in the Manchester Mill. I really advise people look at that. And then, more recently, she's written an article for the BBC on Ecoside and its criminalisation at the ICC at The Hague. And... She kind of gives a really good overview of the concept of ecocide and it includes an interview with David White and that kind of provides an entry point on a discussions of like the economic and legal complexities surrounding the criminalization of ecocide because as David points out in his book and on the show uh, ecocide is a is a systemic uh, economic issue and so criminalizing it is all well and good it's necessary but you can only prosecute individuals at The Hague. And so that still leaves, that's that kind of hides the reality of, of the systemic nature of the issue. But yeah, I think she's, um, she's doing some really good local and national stories. So I'd like to get her on. I think she'd be interesting to talk to. I haven't got anybody like a name as such, um, although one of my great heroes is probably Naomi Klein, who uh, I used to read when she was all about the politics. And then I saw the transition from sort of politics to environmental politics. And it was about, it was the right time for me as well to sort of transition. So I've always respected Naomi Klein. uh, So I'd love her on, Uh, but I think I would like maybe guests that kind of instill people into action a little bit. Sure about any particular names, um, but I would like guests on who, who want to, you know, make that transcend between the academic to the to the action, maybe yeah, a bit yeah. more, um, and get get those sort of ideas um, incorporated more. Because, you know, the more I look at it year on year, year on, month on month, day on day, you know, there's more action needed than than uh, than talk. Um, and at some point. There's going to have to be some radical, radical uh, actions being taken. So so maybe along that line as well. But I really liked the work that Leon's doing um, around sort of racial justice and, and, and climate change. And I think we need to sort of look into that more. I said to Leon at the time, um, I don't want his episode to be performative or symbolic. Mm. You know, I think it's so important that we that we carry on in that conversation as well. So I'd love sort of people that have got knowledge on the global South um, and uh, racial justice and a uh, racial capitalism, those sort of guests. Yeah. Totally, man. And I guess, I guess let's just throw John McDonnell in there as well. Why not? Let's get him on. <laughs> and um, <laughs> big John, big John. Is that what they call him? Do they call him big John? <laughs> well, they call him Johnny Mac, don't they? Johnny Mac. Or is it like, is from? It Mac the knife? Maybe. Yeah. That's, that's how he's known around our way. Johnny Mac. All oh, right. 
guess I just want to say thank you for everyone who's listened and shared the podcast this year. Um, thank you for the support. You know, it's we don't do this for the sake of I don't know, like listener numbers or whatever, but just like getting tweets saying that they have found this really interesting and they shared it with someone else is really great to hear. Um, tell your mum about it. Tell your nan. Lucy's mum listens to it. Um, you know, <laughs> she does. She, now she now listens to it religiously and feeds back. So. <laughs> We've got my, to that uh, level. <laughs> my fiance's grandmother now listens to this, so uh, hi Sheila, if you're listening to this on Boxing Day in the States. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're, our big demographic is grandmas and mums. <laughs> that's what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, but that's where you start. That's where all movements start. It they does. start with grandmas and mums, Ex- and you build from there. Exactly. You know. <laughs> and Andrew, I want you to edit this out or from this point. But you saying we don't do this for list of numbers is hysterical. I know. Just, that's, all, that's all you and Alex talk about every week. Lucy, uh, all these two talk analytics? about is how many listen to this, how many is doing that. And I'm like, guys, it's not about the numbers. And now for Andrew to go, it's not about the numbers. <laughs> so I want to give a special thanks to all our guests that have took the time to come and chat with us. And to all of the listeners that tune in week in, week out. And I truly hope that, like us, you feel that by listening to our content, you now know about some of the great local campaigns that are going on in Manchester, as well as having a deeper understanding of the environmental movement as a whole. 2020 has been uniquely horrendous, but as all environmentalists know, this is potentially nothing compared to what is coming our way, unless there is extremely radical action taken very soon. But for the next few days at least, we hope you all find time to rest and be with your loved ones. Because when January comes, we will all need to fight harder than ever before. Take care. Bye. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye.